We're live. It's the Challenge Insiders back again to talk about the Challenge Season 37, Episode 1. And I'm going to introduce the first person here on my list today, Chantal. How are you doing? Ah, thank you. Thank you for it being a good start. I'm so happy because, like, I had my reservations, of course. I'm always Team OG. I'm always eye-rolling when they're bringing in all these new people. And... I'm sorry, but I love all the new people. I'm here for the new people. I want to see what they're going to be bringing to this show. I think I'm really liking the casting, and I'm so excited for the season, even if it's going to be six months of my life. Yes, 100%. What did you think of the new people overall? Who's your favorite so far, Chantal? And um, did you find the accents to be very difficult to understand? No Accents, no. I mean... My dad and his side of the family are from England, so I've always had to have an ear for accents. Um, I speak other languages, so I I pick up sounds, so and I sang as well. So I'm okay with accents for sure. Who's my favorite? How can I choose? Um, <laughs> I can't think off the top of my head. Talk to Drew for a second, and then I'll think of somebody. No problem. So let's go to the second person here as a co-host for the Challenge Insiders this season, Drew Angel Cake. Drew, how are you today? And uh, do you have a favorite so far with the new people coming on board? I'm doing pretty great. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm just letting everybody know that while we're doing this podcast, I'm I'm writing down a list. I'm gonna I'm gonna be checking it, and I'm gonna be really (laughs) listening in, really closely to everybody uh i might be throwing people into the elimination or figure out who i can trust and not trust uh, i'd say right <laughs> off the bat i have to throw in uh coriel as a, an early favorite to me i thought he did great being put into an elimination that he wasn't really like in the middle of any of the controversy or with anything of the list he kind of was just thrown in i know he was pissed but he didn't let that bother him he just took care of business Uh, with three people on his back. So I have to say that he really impressed me this first episode, and I'm really excited to see what he can do moving forward in this game. Well, speaking of the the list that you have over here, um, I did hear that she did, like it was true that she did have the other list and she had multiple lists in order for her to be like, no, 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 it wasn't that list. And so she did mess up and what i don't understand though i know we're gonna talk about it more but just to bring us back to survivor where she basically got caught for the same thing where she was like writing in the sand and she's like you know like showing people how smart she was and how like she was figuring out all these different things and people were like oh uh she's uh, taking this a bit seriously and she's really smart let's get her out she didn't learn like instead of writing in the sand she actually gets a piece of pen and paper like, come on, Michaela, this is definitely a rookie mistake, but she's not a rookie rookie. She should know better. Well, while we're on the topic, Emmy, was it the right move for her to go and let the veterans okay. know about this? Because, you know, I love Emmy as a player. She's, she seems like a lot of fun. She's a, a very strong woman. She's going to be, I think, a competitor this season, probably a bit of a beast. But, you know, to go and backstab your fellow Survivor players, and newbies this early in the game. Is that the right move? I know that, you know, Anissa had power, so that probably sort of persuaded her to go that way as well. She felt like she was in with Emmanuel, who who um, probably is, uh, you know, not Emmanuel, um, who was the Logan, 
uh, on there is a really good friend of hers or gets along with her really well. So she probably felt that she had some safety there within that group, within that partnership. But do we think that was the right move? Because for me personally, I kind of feel like Emmy made herself a really big target here moving forward in the game and she's going to be on people's radars. Yeah, I think that Emmy is just team chaos. I don't think yeah. she's really there to win the game. I think that you see it in a confessional. She's like, where's the drama? I want the drama to happen. Like That's what she is looking for. And she's like trying to find ways to make that happen. So she's very chaotic and it's very fascinating to watch. But I just don't see the type of players that are playing this game that they will be able to have her around for that long because they need there's there's too many people in the game already. I don't think that they'll be able to handle her and not know what she's going to be doing. So I don't think it was a great move for her. But for her, I think her intention is just to make a big name and just be invited back because she's just so messy. I think the first thing I want to say is that I heard from many people that there was no real survivor alliance between like even the U.S. survivors together, let alone the pinky promise that we saw in global activation. But there wasn't like this camaraderie against uh, for the U.S. Sur or the survivor players, even though everyone's taking note of how many survivor players there are in the game. There was no real quote unquote survivor alliance. And, and in the aftermath post show, there was talks that the original house vote was going to be Emmy and Corey L. And so Amanda went up to Emmy going, do you have any dirt? Do you have any tea on any other team? And maybe we can maybe persuade the house to do a different vote. So with this information, it kind of makes sense in that context. But when looking just at the edit, it just looked like she was just throwing people under the bus just to do it. And it's just like, whatever. Like, it seemed like she was just like sitting by the pool all by herself. And then Anissa and Tori just walked up on her and she's like, hey, do you guys want to hear about a list that I heard about kind of thing? <laughs> it's so funny. I, will, will... I always write down like the, the episode titles when I'm making like the, the screen, yeah. the, the, what is it called? The thumbnail. And so I was like, why is it called the list? So I'm like, what's the list? <laughs> What's the list all about? And then when the list came around, I started laughing so hard because I was like, oh, it's this list. That's what it's <laughs> about. Um, I thought it was just hysterical, my discovery of like, oh, that's why it's called this today. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of fits the whole, you know, spy theme thing as well. It's like if you've got a hit list of people that you want to take down, you know, it kind of just fits really well with the theme as a whole. Um, Chantel, are you a fan of the, the, the tank tops, the singlets that they're bringing in this season? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like you get to see a little um, bit more of the gun show, you know. <laughs> um, I never really paid attention to their team uniforms. That was the first time I think I've ever really even addressed them. Um, yeah. So the fact that Nani was like, "Oh, cute fashion," like, um, no, I've never noticed it really before. I just I'm like, "Oh, it has your name on it," and it's you know a color. Yeah, I do want to welcome Sam here in the live chat. He says that he's got some tea for us on Nam. So let us know what the tea is on Nam, because obviously we lost Nam throughout the episode. There wasn't really a lot of focus on um, him throughout the episode. I mean, we only saw him very early on team up with Michelle, which I thought could have been a pretty good team up for him there. And we'll talk a bit more about Michelle as we go through the, the recap, because I think that Michelle kind of showed us why she's a survivor winner a few times here. Um, and She's someone that's used to playing from the bottom, so I'm very interested to see how that's going to work out for her uh, through the rest of the um, the series as well. So Sam says, basically, Big T tested positive for COVID prior to quarantine. They never found it, and people got sick with um, coughing, the sniffles, um, and some people tested positive. So I believe that 
Nam is one of those people that potentially put a test positive. I knew that they stopped production at one point and then they came back and, and continued on from there. Um, Drew, do you know when exactly that sort of happened? Uh, when did they, is it after this first vote or, you know, are we going to visibly notice that they stopped the show and then bring it back? Cause I'm assuming they're going to try and make the show look as smooth as possible in a sense where if you didn't know, if you didn't read some of these things preseason, you wouldn't even have known that this happened. Yeah, I don't think so, because the way that they did it, I think that what I heard, one of the rumors that I heard is that Big T already left, and then there was a second quarantine, and then people were testing positive, and then Nam was tested, and he was like the last one, and he got too sick, and by the time that they were coming back to start the uh, the recording process over again, they just couldn't let him back on to the cast so he had to stay back and then i think that this elimination happened and then this is where we're going to pick up from the rest here is just ed's coming in and we're just going to go on well so oh, so it's already happened yep what i don't understand though is how does big t leave and i'm assuming then that amber is going to be swapping out big t you guys just did that like totally in sync i know that was pretty crazy <laughs> there was a glitch in the matrix right there <laughs> Yeah, we're in sync, you know. It's only our second or third podcast doing this together, Drew, but it's like we've been doing it for years, you know. So, yeah, so, um, so big still there. So how does that work? Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out in the next couple of episodes exactly with the timeline, so unless there's like a got removed after the second quarantine. I'm just trying to think of like what I remember when the rumors were buzzing around. What was I, the timeline of things? I think she was removed before the second quarantine and then things were happening and then i think that they i don't know almost wanted to hit a reset almost and they just decided to bring her back and and kind of go from there starting at a different position there uh is what i kind of understood from what i was hearing very minimal of the rumors when everything was filming and stuff i was just like i didn't want to even hear anything about the rumors because once the spoilers start it's like we're done. Like, I don't want to see any, like, I don't want to see any of that. So once I heard there was filming, but when you hear about a shutdown on production, it's like, we got to go. Like, I got to check this out. I watched that live last night. It was really fun. They were having a good time. Just like. Yeah. So for those that are listening to the audio version of this, um, we've got Sam here in the chat saying that if you want to know a little bit more about the lockdowns and the quarantines and things like that, go to Michelle and Ashley and Amanda's live Instagram. Apparently they, they spill a bit more tea in regards to how that worked. Um, and it's interesting because they never really addresses, it never addresses what Numb had or why Numb's been you know removed from the game or anything like that. So if you're just a casual person coming into the show, you would have absolutely no idea why he's removed. And I do feel bad for Numb because I felt like this was Nam's opportunity to come in and prove himself. And I don't know if he gets another opportunity um, after this because he wasn't a big character the first time he played. I felt like he probably only barely got onto this season. Um, and I'm, I'm a little bit fearful for him in regards to if that's going to be a thing where he gets another opportunity in the future. I also really uh, feel for Tommy if Big T is removed at any stage because, you know, Tommy, um, I think, got pretty lucky here in the beginning part when he got Big T as a partner because... He's coming into the season as a as a winner of Survivor. Survivor clearly has a target on them this this year because people know that Survivor players are good at poli uh, politicking and 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 sort of backstabbing. It's something like Corey tells Michelle in the house. It's something that that you know people glorify backstabbing within the game of Survivor, um, but not so much in the challenge, which is interesting because I mean there's been some big backstabbing in the challenge over the years as well. But there's a massive target on these guys, and I felt like Big T could have potentially helped him, but. 
one of the other things I wanted to discuss, and I'm happy with the format we're going here. Let's keep it loose. Let's talk about the big stuff, which that's exciting to talk about because this first episode, you know, the challenge was such a small portion of the actual show. Let's talk about the format and how things are going to be played this year. We find out that, you know, that they're going to be able to select individual. The agency is going to be there. The agency is going to be safe in this first challenge. You know, Anissa wins the first challenge again. It's become a normal thing for Anissa now to win the first challenge. Her and Logan look really good together. Logan understands that he needs to motivate her and work with her throughout the challenge. So he's not going to be like a, a fessy type of partner for her, which I think is going to be really good for Anissa. They win this first one. They find out they're the agency, which is kind of like being the double agents last year. They're safe. They can nominate someone to go down. But then the big twist here is that they can nominate individual people. They don't need to individual uh, to, to nominate pairs. How do we think that's going to affect the gameplay this year? Because now the rookies that thought that they were going to be safe with certain veterans, they're potentially at risk, right? Yeah, I, I love this way more than I'll ever love a skull twist. I, I like the yes. fact that you're really not safe. You're not safe, like, if you're a rookie, you're not safe by the vet that you're with, and vice versa, like, depending on who wins the power. And so I like that people can be selective, and I like that people can F up their partnership. And so with that, you know, you don't need to go choose the CT right now. You don't need the big guns. Like, you can just, like, try to make it as far as you can with whomever, and then go for infiltrating and maybe getting yourself thrown in or something like that so you can choose your partner when you get closer to the end. So I really like this format. I think that they took the benefit, the good stuff about last season and brought it to this, this season and got rid of some of the crafty stuff. I think I was initially... I initially liked the idea of the twist, but as I keep going on and thinking about it, I don't know if I'm in love with it at the moment because I think if this was more like last season's cast where it's 20 veterans and 10 rookies coming into this, I feel like they don't have too many weeks to hide behind how many rookies they can throw into the elimination. With this, they have a plethora, so they don't need to cutthroat each other for a long time down the road if they don't want to. So I almost feel like, what is the point of the partners except for in the missions? And then once you're out of the missions, your social game is solo, your vote is solo, and you can be picked whenever. So I like the, the unpredictability. I just feel like it could be predictable for the next couple of weeks if the vets are still like, cause the rookies aren't working together. So the vets are going to be working together. And so if they're even one vet is in the agency, they could just be like, well, we're just going to put in these two rookies and the rookies guy is going to be like, Sure, let's just do that. It's, it's fine as long as it's not my best friend or kind of like how we saw Logan. Logan's cool with Emmy, but he'll say anybody else's name. He'll say Michelle's name. So um, at the moment, I don't know if I'm in love with it. I'm a little hesitant, but I do like that there is a twist. I just, I like it just so much better than that damn skull twist that anything I'm just yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for this. And also, I like that if you are if you have a, a crappy partner, you're not really stuck with them, you know, necessarily. Mm -hmm. People might come in and steal you and you might become, get with somebody else. And then it also, it could be scary. You might not be like, oh my God, I don't want them to pick me. I don't want them to pick me. So that's another thing too. I think social gains will have to be kicked up a notch, especially for the vets, because people, if you're going to be throwing down all those rookies, there's going to be a rookie that wins, right? And they might decide to change their fate and go and try to get in with the um survivor with the, um, the vets so i do think that a little element of strategy can still come in there even a little bit more earlier than you're anticipating drew 
I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping <laughs> that Nelson and Corey decide that they're just going to throw in Fessy and let's just get it. Let's get it over gonna, with. I was going to say that. Let's get gonna, it over I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I was, I was like, <laughs> the one thing that will make the season interesting is if Nelson was to win early on because I think Fessy really wants to prove himself to Nelson this season and he really wants to get back into the good graces of Nelson to a certain degree. But I think Nelson, from what we've seen in this episode, he is not going to let this go. So if he gets an opportunity to say Fessy's name, I reckon he's going to put him in. And I don't think Nelson is going to play Kumbaya with the rest of them. I do want to talk about the early stages here, though, because we see the two rookie girls who get there first. They choose Corey and Nelson, which just so happens to be um, the two people that Drew and myself picked as well. I think, uh, Chantal, you went CT first. Um, then Drew went for Nelson. And I went for Corey in this situation. And both girls wanted to get Corey. Uh, Priscilla and uh, who was Bettina. the other girl that was... Bettina. They both wanted to get Corey. Uh, Bettina ends up getting him, and then Priscilla is the laugh. We'll talk about that. And she goes for Corey in this situation. And Corey, you know, he's played the show so many times, but he doesn't realize that he needs to look at the numbers and the letters on these blocks when it comes to the you know, the safe. The, the safe. Corey and Nelson first. That's why. These are reasons why I can't, like, I can't be like, you're my number one pick. Like, I just, I can't do it. it, it everything is inside of me. I'm like, no, they don't do the simplest. Okay, let's not get all on Corey and Nelson because there was a lot of people that were not looking at the blocks or anything. I mean, Emmanuel mentioned it when he put the safe down. Uh, we had Josh locking up his safe. And there was a lot of people. CT even went back and looked through the rubble with Berna and was like, what's good? She was like, remember these numbers, right? Michelle like Michelle was the smartest one because when Nam was breaking it, she actually looked at him and said, remember some of these numbers. This is probably the combination to this safe that's right here on the ground that we have to carry. <laughs> And Michelle is a is a really good player when it comes to puzzles. You know, it's one of her strengths even in Survivor. So I think you know she's gonna be really good at that. She's she's got a good head on her shoulders. Um, I did want to say, you know, trying to defend yourself by saying Emmanuel, who's a new player in the game, and Josh. I mean, come on, Josh. You know, like <laughs> we don't. I'm just saying, Josh there's a lot like more a... people that were were having struggles. I mean, we get it that <laughs> Corey and Nelson were having calling them out because you guys are so proud that you picked them first, and they're the. First I still feel better about Corey. People I still feel bitter about Corey at this point. <laughs> I will say that I'm, I'm glad that Priscilla is, I'm glad Nelson got Priscilla because I love Priscilla and I'm so happy that they're paired up. But man, I felt bad a little bit when Priscilla was like, where's Corey? Where's Corey? And then when she was thinking, he was like, where's Nelson? And she's just like, I'm here. <laughs> like, I was like, oh man, plan B right there. <laughs> and and CT, CT hiding from everyone in the beginning so that no one can pick him. How funny was that? He's like, I'm scared. I don't know any of these people. He's this big champion that's done this so many times, but he's still sometimes just this little kid, you know, hiding from everyone. But I do feel pretty good about um, his partner coming in there as well. Um, Betna, I believe her name is, or yeah. something like that. And, Berna. And she's and she looks like she's in really good shape. We did see in um, the first episode, the, well, the, the episode zero before we go into the first episode that Berna wanted CT from the start. She was she, that was the man that she wanted to go for. And I think that she's going to be a big, a big competitor this season as well. We didn't see much of CT and Berna in this episode, which I think potentially could be a good thing for them. 
CT is the biggest target out there. He has to be. He's just won the last season, you know. Um, and it's going to be interesting when Amber comes into the game because we know she's coming in at some point. Will she well, want to work with CT again in the future? That's what I'm thinking, though, because when you're saying that, um, you know, it might suck for Tommy because he's with Big T, but I think that the swap out would be Amber is taking, like, that's what makes sense to me right now. It's going to be either Lauren, who didn't, he's got the D edit, or it's going to be Big T, who we've heard have, have to has had COVID. So, I'm thinking that, like, that's a pretty dominant team. Tommy and Amber, who's actually knows how to win this game. Like, I don't know. I would be interested. Does she have the that. social connections, though, that uh, Big T has? Because like, I felt like she won last season, but she was kind of lucky in the sense that people forgot about her and they underestimated her as a new player. Um, she was constantly underestimated for someone that could be a threat at the end. And then just it so happens she's good at finals, you know, and she had someone with her that was good at – and Tommy would be good at the puzzles. He would be good at the things that, that requires a bit more smarts. Um, so, yes, it could I, be a strong pairing, but I just don't know if the, the social strength is going to be in that alliance like it would be with Big T because – Big T is loved by everyone. Well, I do think that Tommy, though, I think that he's actually pretty strategic. And I think he'd be like, hey, like, you know, these big brother people, like you're a, you're a vet, like you get in there and like, I'll help with the rookies. And I know I think that he might be able to utilize her, but I definitely agree that she's not, she got lucky for sure. And, you know, she was capable of winning that final. Um, I don't think she would have been able to get there on her own social ability. Absolutely. But I think that they could be a good partner. Jeff. I I don't see, I just don't think Big T is going to leave on a medical DQ or anything like that. I've looked at some of the trailers, the super trailers. I feel like we see Big T enough in the show. And I think Amber comes in so early that I just don't see the swap out of them. I thought it was going to be Anissa, but then when looking at some of the super trailers, I saw Amber and Anissa together in the same mission at some point. So it, I, I have no idea who it could be. I just don't think it's big T. Um, Maybe I, I, then as well. I have no idea. I, I really, I, I'm, I'm through, I'm thrown full of loop that, that <laughs> Amber's coming in on a Lamborghini. Nonetheless, during a mission, I'm like, what is happening now? I thought I had this game figured out, but nope. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so I do want to talk about Ashley, guys. She's completely disrespected here early in the season. No one wants to go for her. She's shouting, hey, two-time champion over here. And people just ignored her. And I've got to admit, like with Ashley, it's been a love-hate relationship at times with her in regards to do I like this girl? Do I not like her? But I kind of fall on the side of I actually do like her a lot within the challenge. I think she's a lot of fun. And I felt bad for her, to be honest, not getting selected here as someone that has won this show twice. And I'm wondering... Does this have to do with the fact that the people didn't want to choose her because she was out so early in the last season and people just think she's too much of a target or she's not going to go far enough? Or is it maybe because some people know that she took a million dollars for herself with her partner and people just don't want to work with someone that potentially will take all the money at the end of given the option? What do you guys think ultimately made people not want to choose Ashley? Well, I saw, um, I don't know if it was something that was doctored or not, but there was a post somewhere on social media that said that her stats, like her elimination stats were actually incorrect. And so it is potentially that she looks like she wouldn't be someone that would be good to go down into, what's it called? The, the, the layer. The lair, the lair, the lair. Um, yeah. with. And so that could be part of it. Cause like, yeah, it makes you two-time champ. But if it says like, it said like maybe two to something, it was like a very bad ratio of wins that wasn't actually her stats. And so that could have been something that they were looking at. 
I blame Kyle, no matter what. Uh, he he stood up. He was the professor on everybody. Everybody was asking him questions, and we saw him being like, oh, well, Ashley's really strong. She's probably the smartest girl here, but she's a viper when it comes to like all that stuff. So, I mean, whatever happens and why people were going the way they were, I just blame Kyle, even though it's, it's not his fault. It's probably the <laughs> taking the million dollars from their partners, but... Call, call it a great confessional as well when he ran down to his partner <laughs> and he was stuck between Ember and um, who was yeah, the I, other uh, Ember? Sorry, uh, Nani and so it was Nani. It was Nani and right. Amanda, I believe. Amanda. And yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah, it was Nani and Amanda, and he's like, you know, it's either choose this this person or that person. I'd rather run into the ocean, but I'll choose the spawn of Satan, which I just thought brilliant. Like Carl is. He is so good when it comes to confessionals. I'm really enjoying him. I, I did secretly want to pick him in my team. I know Chantal, you ended up getting him, but I was hoping that I could get him a bit later than I did. So, you know, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch in this season. But I do want to talk about this partnership between Yui and, you know, um, <laughs> Ashley. I think it's going to be the hot mess of the season. Ashley's out of there as soon as she gets an opportunity. But Yui talks a lot. He talks more than um ashley throughout the challenge and he's asking her you know where are you from and all these things and she's like i'm from your hell because she's so competitive and wants to win this <laughs> such so much fun so much fun seeing that um guys who else in these early stages and the partnership sort of stood out for you and do you believe as a partnership that potentially could do well obviously there was the really fun dynamic between gabo and nani That's i don't think there was I was, any I was strategy like, in that you said good i was like oh no i don't think they're gonna be good nani <laughs> has the patience of a saint like when she's like oh, i've told you because you're pretty and she's like and you're gonna be my girl okay <laughs> and he's like claiming her <laughs> and she's the poor girl and nani's like oh man i just wanted to have a good shot at winning this thing but now i got this partner but i'll be nice <laughs> yeah i was gonna say if you're talking about ashley wanting to get out of there i could just see it in nani's face going like we gotta get gabo in there like get gabo in get him out and get me a new partner please like she's like yeah, any 100%. he would i would say would be the worst person to be partnered with because he doesn't know the show at all i mean i thought it was funny when he was like who's that little man on tv and i was just like you know he doesn't even know who tj is so he has not watched an episode or season <laughs> Like at all. So he I'm loving like, it though personally. I think it's funny. I think it's funny watching him. You know, like he admits that he's got popcorn muscles. Who admits they've got popcorn muscles going on to the show? And he's like, Oh yeah, I work out a lot, I train a lot, I party a lot, but I don't really do these types of athletic shows, you know, like I, I do have muscles, but it's all popcorn muscles, you know, and it's just I you've gotta you've gotta kind of laugh at him and with sure. him at certain things. And, and 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 I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be funny to watch on the show. I don't know how far he's gonna go in the show. But I'm here for it. I'm enjoying it, you know? I just feel bad for Nani because I, I, I think that she's like, okay, like, I can get to the final now. And she really, she's like in her little relationship with Casey. So she has, like, somebody that's supporting her, that's in the game with her. And then she has, like, that partner. She's probably just like, oh, oh I thought I was going to do so much better. And now this is going to be so much more work. Now, Chantel, as the Love Island expert on the panel here today, you know, we've got a couple of different romances blooming in the show early on here. You know, one that I don't know if we should or should not talk about. It's the Fessy-Amanda one, you know, Corey spotting them. Really funny scene with him laughing at them from the balcony. And then the other one being between uh, Nelson and Ashley. What do we think? And also Emmanuel, Emmanuel and Michelle, potentially. Emmanuel has got his eyes on Michelle. 
you know, what should we expect from these different romances on the show? And which one do you think is doomed? Like, I've got my prediction on which one I think is going to bring a lot of drama for us throughout the season. I think there was a bit of foreshadowing in this episode. But, you know, what, what can we expect from these different couples within the show? And how will it mix things up? I think the doomed couple is dear old Nelson and Ashley. Because if Ashley gets drunk and Nelson is Nelson and he does any sort of looking flirting at anybody else, like the spawn of Satan is going to be actually, uh, going to be Ashley, not Amanda. Um, she, because she, this is always what's happened with Ashley. If she's dating someone or someone that she likes or says that she doesn't like, and then she gets drunk and they do something that she doesn't like, she, her head starts spinning and she just like rage. So I think that 100% Ashley and Nelson are going to be a hot mess. Let's uh yeah, so let's go back to a flashback of Rivals 3 where she's in the bathroom yelling about Jamie like yeah. like dancing with Nicole or whispering to Nicole like my goodness <laughs> that like got so big that fight <laughs> and Nicole's just like what? I just want to pee. I, I <laughs> I, I did find the whole dynamic between Fessy and Amanda to be really funny, where she's like insulting him, kissing him, and he and and he's like babe, and she's like don't call me babe, call me brah, you know. And I, I just found that <laughs> so funny that whole dynamic between the two, and um, that's gonna really complicate things between that, you know, Nelson, Corey, Fessy, Amanda type of trio because Amanda is like a little sister to Nelson. Nelson doesn't really like Fessy, doesn't want to work with Fessy this season. So a lot of the relationships that are happening, I feel like is going to add a lot of spice to, I'm not normally, I don't normally like the relationship type of stuff. You know me, I like the challenges. I like the athletic stuff, but <laughs> this is going to be cool. I think it's going to bring a lot of drama to the show. And I'm really interested to see what's going to happen here between Emmanuel and Michelle, because Michelle is like, you know, uh, you know, she, she's thinking uh competition 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 guy competition 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 guy so we know you know something there potentially is going to happen and then the one that we didn't talk about which i kind of forgot about i just saw it on my notes was uh cal's and tori um cal's wanting to be with tori you know giving her a little kiss on the head tori saying that you know this is going to be this is going to be the first time ever that i'm going to play a challenge without a guy and god's messing with me and the editors brilliantly does that voice in there to say um, i can't remember what the voice was but it was really really funny how they did it um and you know kels is looking like he's going to be a beast this season but uh how's this one going to play out because you know tori and guys within the show it's always a bit of a hot mess let's be honest drew you look like you wanted to say something on this relationship I I think Coriel did Kells a favor by taking her away from him. Like, come on, Kells, do not get wrapped up in the Tory train. Don't do it. Like, just focus on the game, please. I don't need another one of the. I don't need another competitor that I was looking forward to having on the show get wrapped up in something, a controversy or anything, and getting sent into the elimination early. Like, we just lost Michaela. I do not want to see Kells. <laughs> in the elimination because he's 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 try he's pushing too hard with the head kisses on Tori or Tori is like I want to get this guy out like I don't want anything to happen with Kells so please Corey L keep Tori on one side of the house and Kells can go work out and hang out and talk about getting all the veterans out please like I want to see that manifest. I don't know yeah. happen though because it, it doesn't I mean I haven't seen obviously very many episodes yet of course but I don't know who he's going to like build that with I don't know if he has that 
strategic side. I know he's played a lot of obviously sports, but uh, he came from too hot to handle. And so I just don't know strategically if he's going to be able to gather like the army to take down the vets. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in see what he does, but I just don't know if he's got those chops. And so maybe he needs a Corey type, Tory type to like, just kind of usher him a little bit for him to understand how to play this particular game. So it's interesting because we see Cal's Jeremiah and Coriel all working out together, form this new young group of guys that are super athletic. They all look like they're really going to be good socially. Um, Cal's for me coming into this, I had no opinion about him. I didn't even know where I was going to pick him, but I've been more impressed by him. Like I know he's got getting involved in the whole Tory thing and all that. And, and that could be dangerous for his game, but I do think this guy is a beast. Like, you know, if he, he talks a big game, he says, you know, I'm one of the smartest guys out here. You know, I've got, you know, things to prove how smart I am. I'm physically and athletically really good. I'm an athlete. He looks like an athlete. I mean, there's not many people I would say could go up in a hall brawl and probably like physically be up to the level of Fessy. But this guy could potentially be physically up to that level. The only difference is, is that, you know, Fessy trained to put people down and to run over people. So that does make a big difference when it comes to this. He played American football as well. I did Kells play it as well. Mm -hmm. Corey yeah. L did. And he's Corey, Corey L did. Kells did. Kells 100% did. They showed a picture of him okay. in his football gear, and he's 6'6. So I think that he for sure can take down Fessy. Awesome. Well, well, I'm liking it. I'm liking having him in there. I like this young new dynamic between these guys that are forming there. But we do see in the same sort of scene, we see Corey running down the hill. They're giving him a little bit of stick for running downhill. He's like, yeah, just running down and then going to go back up. And Corey's become the veteran here that is saying that I'm be damned if I'm going to let one of the young guys take it over. How funny is it to have Corey be one of the young bucks who came in a couple of years ago and was one of the people that were threatening the Johnny Bananas and all the rest of the crew of the world. And now he's the person who's got to, you know, hold the torch for the challenge world here. Chantel, you know, I know you give Corey a lot of flack, but this must be something that sort of resonated with you and you're like, because I know you're a, an OG, you love the veterans, you don't always necessarily like this many new people coming into the show. How do you feel about Corey being the person that's going to carry the torch here this season to try and prevent these young guys from taking over? Um, I think that Corey is going to end up um, getting in with them. Because I think that um, I saw in maybe it was Aftermath him talking about Jeremiah. Oh, no, Nelson said that Jeremiah was saying that he really wanted to be part of Team Young Bucks. And so I see Corey, like, being, like, the idol that people want to, like, those young guys, like, want to, like, learn from. And, like, he kind of showed them the ropes. So I do feel that he's going to fit in kind of like the, the older brother to these um, new guys. And I think that he's going to work with them. That's my thoughts. I, I first want to petition that Team Young Bucks needs to just be the Bucks because guess what? They've <laughs> been in this game for like eight or nine seasons now. Now we got Jeremiah, Corey L, and Kells talking. This is how TYB was formed. This is the new TYB. Exactly. And Corey and Nelson and whenever Hunter, if Hunter ever comes back, they're just the Bucks now. They aren't the Young Bucks anymore. I mean, uh, but one thing I want to talk about with Kells is that you were mentioning that he is such a beast and he's coming in, but like Chantel said, that he's coming in from too hot to handle. He's only one person from one show. He is he is physically kind of like Fessy, but Fessy had the 
uh, advantage of coming in with way more Big Brother players and being able to stretch even those numbers into more social games and more social circles. He was able to get like a nice circle around him, whereas we're coming into this season and everybody is gunning after the uh, the, the the rookies. It's not like Wes is in the house getting all the rookies together and kind of like making a bubble wrap of rookies around him, but also like keeping them under his wing, kind of being like, this is what you want to say. This is what you don't want to say. Talk to this person, but don't say this. Everybody's coming in and they're just automatically getting gunned for and coming in as one person from one game. It's difficult. So, I mean, it's, it's dealt a bad hand in a season when you have somebody that's physically similar, but coming in with much better numbers advantage every single season. And then being able to have that like, that padding every single season to now Fessy's a vet. And now he has his own social circles along with Casey and Josh and their friends and their friends. And on top of that. So I think it's interesting, but I just want, I just want Kells to last a few more seasons. Come on, give some of these people a little bit more like leeway to come in for more seasons if they go out whenever they go out. I think though, what's really to his benefit is the fact that he's from the UK because I think that Kyle is going to swoop them up and Big T and Priscilla and anybody else that's from the UK that I'm not, maybe Huey, he's from Ireland, like, you know, and maybe he might build a little like sub-alliance of people from the UK. I can definitely see Kyle doing that. Um, and I can also see Big T doing that, especially with her and maybe Priscilla. Um, and so um, I won't, I think that Kells might be okay because he has some people that are vets that are from the UK that know that they need some numbers and some numbers in rookie. And so I think that um, he might get a shot there with Kyle making a new sub-alliance. So Love by You says here, Corey is going to be the new face of the challenge. MTV loves him. He's the only American player with 1 million followers. And I that's, like Corey. Yeah, it should be. I like Corey. I've never seen him in any of the other shows. I've only seen him in the challenge. So I'm sure some of those you know, the things that people don't like him that much is maybe from some of the, the other shows that he's in as, in, in as well. But I really enjoy him. I, I'm happy with him becoming a bit of the face. We need a new person to step up and become the face for the next five to six years of the challenge as well. And, you know, it's better than Tori or Anissa becoming that face. Anissa's probably not, you know, Tori is the other person here, Drew, and I know you you would have strong feelings here, but she does already the challenge podcast, you know, so, um, you know, she could be the other person here. I'd rather have Corey be the face. I just need to comment on that comment, though. The reason why he has a million followers is from his girlfriend's ex-girlfriend is on Team Mom OG, and he makes appearances on there. Like, that's the only reason why he got super famous. Um, and then his girlfriend at the time, um, Taylor, she was from um, Are You The One, and she ended up being on Team Mom a little bit, and they had some specials, and then she had some racist tweets and stuff that came out, whatever. But, like he's it's team mom that actually made him really famous to be fair kyle has over a million as well i know he's not american but oh, i know he's, he's got a lot of followers still. yeah so um honestly so dan says i honestly think that everyone is going to be gunning for tracy and cal's early on tracy. tracy guys what do we think about her why do we think she's going to be a target this early on in the game she has no camera been... time no camera time no is problem. one <laughs> like she got nothing no what? global activation no nothing except for when her partner was stolen and then she got one thing going like well this sucks and then she got partnered up with Kells, and that was it so to me that just shows me that she's not gonna last very long if that's the case i mean we had two episodes already nothing two and a half hours 
of of information about rookies and she was nowhere to be seen i have no idea what's going on with her yeah, it's interesting. And also, we haven't spoken about, you know, the two ladies that I selected that I was very proud to select to represent Africa, being a South African myself. I know I don't look like I'm from Africa, but I am, you know, being South African. I've got to support the two Nigerian queens who are playing this season as well. You know, Tasha and Esther. I do feel like Esther had probably the strongest first episode here with some really great confessionals uh, throughout the, the, the episode. What do you guys think of these two coming into the show? And, you know, Esther, she gets fessy here, but she realizes that it might be a little bit of a landmine that she's walked into with all the hate being sh shown by Nelson to Fessy, um, do we think she's going to be collateral damage? I personally think that Esther, out of those two, is going to be the person that is going to surprise a few people this season. I couldn't really get a good read on Esther, like on either of um, Esther and Tasha. Um, but one thing I did notice is that Fessy gave a confessional that was positive about his partner. <laughs> And I was like, he must have gotten so much hate that he was like, yeah, like my partner, like she just took off sprinting. And I'm like, okay, Fessy, you are trying to rehabilitate <laughs> your character right now. Okay, I see you, I see you. But I'm happy that you're speaking highly of your partner, Esther. So um, that was good uh, that he wasn't going to be rude and berating her like he's been known to. Um, I hope she does well. And I, I want to see them do more. I just, I didn't see them that much this episode to really have a full opinion. We see, I think we see Esther in one of the super trailers being an, an elimination or something like that with the headgear on or something like that. I'm pretty sure I've seen it somewhere in there. So at some point she's going to get thrown down. But for some other reason here, Drew, I think Esther, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, the comments isn't just him trying to save face and that Esther actually pushed him on that run because she looked like she was doing pretty well in that opening uh, challenge. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt here. W what's your opinion about uh, both of these? I feel like Tasha... Um, I don't know about her. Like, I mean, I feel like she got a little bit of confessionals there. I think that somewhere down the line, um, Esther and Tasha are both going to be very calculated political players this season. But I feel like Esther has got a little bit of a thing against Tasha. She's going to try and take Tasha out because of their previous um, experience playing Big Brother together. And I don't think that they're the biggest of friends. Um, Just like Chantel said, I mean, this is like, there's 34 players. Uh, two of which yeah. not getting any screen time, but still 32 players in the game. Uh, it's just it's just a lot of people, and they're not going to give camera time to every single person, especially when there's bigger drama happening within the house. There's people hooking up. There's a list to be talking about. Um, but I want to say that I think during the offseason, Fessy got a PR person. I think MTV is giving him the good edit in the beginning of this uh, of this season. I think maybe they feel bad for how much they pushed him as the heel last season, even though I feel like that's just what he was doing and that was what he was trying to accomplish. And now he's like trying not to not to turn heel, but to turn hero now uh, to go to wrestling terms. Uh, so to me, I think I I think Esther was kicking butt uh, in that challenge, uh, but whether Fessy really meant it or if you, I can't tell what his intentions are uh, unless he was to say like, I am being facetious, but um, I, they definitely put that confessional in there to be like, look him. He's good. He learned his lesson over the three months that he was away from the game. Um, but I think it's too early to, to, to worry about either one of them. I, I for one don't get the feel that uh, I don't get the feel like, 
neither one will do bad or good in the game at the moment. Like we said, we we haven't gotten a whole lot from them. I think Tatcha is going to be way better in the confessionals. I think Esther is so focused on like logic and stats and everything. She just seems so like focused game wise. And I think Tatcha mm-hmm. is just going to be way much more of like dynamite and a firecracker and much more in the confessionals and having those more iconic moments like her just being like write it down in your mind was like (laughs) that one stuck in my mind more than probably majority of the confessionals that were happening in the in this episode um i can't even really remember besides the one with esther saying oh no did i get messy fessy kind of thing (laughs) um but yeah and also Tasha's with Jeremiah and so two rookies and he's a green rookie. Like he just doesn't know. I don't know how well he knows the game really. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. I just don't know if, I don't think that they're going to win any of these dailies and I can see people just deciding to throw them down pretty easily. So I can see that hundred percent. Well, they, they won't throw them down together. Most likely they'll throw maybe Tasha down on her own with someone yeah, else, yeah, yeah. you know, but cause I feel like Jeremiah is, is he looks, I mean, they're going to be thinking about when do they take him out and do they, like if I was in there, I'd throw Jeremiah and Kells against each other, you know, like let, let one of the big guys take each other out. I don't want to put that out in the universe, but that's kind of the you way to just go. Rather did. Than... <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, luckily this show took place like, you know, a couple of months ago already. So it's not going to change anything here, guys. Like I've, I don't have that much superpowers over what's going to happen in the show, but, but um, that, that would be the smart thing to do in my mind. In any case, now one group here that we haven't really spoken about at all um, was my number one girl pick Casey um, and also my number two guy pick Emmanuel. Uh, partnering up here early in the game. What do we think of this? I mean, th- they were pretty quiet. We didn't see them talk together. Like, we know that Casey is not someone that would necessarily... She doesn't need to have a working relationship when it comes to strategy with her partner. We saw that with Leroy. They hardly ever strategized together, but they came together when it mattered in the competitions. Um, and Emmanuel, we know, is someone that has got a record amount of immunity wins and challenge wins and survivor, someone that is extremely physically capable. Um, from my research prior to going into the podcast where we did our draft assessment, he looked like he's in that same mold as like a turbo when it comes to challenges and things like that. We haven't seen enough to know if he's going to be that good in the challenge yet and if it's going to be transferable, but it, on paper, it looks like it's going to be a very strong team here. Um, obviously, both of them have got love goggles, which might make things interesting. Emmanuel having eyes for uh, Michelle, and then we now also see Casey and Nanny that they're starting to form somewhat of a relationship here as well. Any opinions about these guys at this stage? What, what do you like? Do you like this pairing? Do you think that they're in it for the long haul? I think that's a really good pairing. Um, I mean, I, I, I was judging people on who they chose and, and maybe the why. And so I thought it was smart of Emmanuel to choose Casey. She's definitely very strong. Um, you know, the fact that he has eyes for somebody else that's not his partner, I think is good that they don't, that he's not interested in her and she's not interested in him. Like, I think it'll make their working relationship a lot better. Um, I was disappointed in Casey kind of looking like, like a lost puppy when they got to the safe first or bring it back to where they needed to bring it. And she didn't look at the numbers and she's kind of like staring there like, uh, uh, I don't know what to do. So I was just a little bit disappointed that she didn't like, she's, I thought she was smarter than that. I thought that she would have maybe gathered that, Oh, I should memorize these numbers or whatnot. So that disappointed me with Casey. I thought that they would have stayed first the whole time. And I'd be like, wow, that's a really, really strong and powerful team. But um, I do still think that uh, I just was just a little bit disappointed that they didn't end up first. I think it's a really strong pairing. I think that um, 
Emmanuel did a post where he talked about how once he got the call for the challenge, he did his homework, he did his prep, he was doing strategy. We know from his survivor seasons that he's very strategic. And so when coming in, he knew probably that once he had to pick a partner, he knew right in his mind that once he saw opened up the flap and saw Casey, he was like, oh, I'm glad she's on the season. I'm definitely going to her. Uh, they both have like, like, uh, they like the same things like tattoos and they both are very athletic. I mean, Emmanuel is almost like, it's, he, I want to call it the challenge build where he has cardio and he has some muscle, mm. but he isn't like the big buff guy. He's not like the big physical guy. He, it seems like he'll be good at all these, these challenges and missions that the random stuff that they have set up for every, for every day. But when you yeah. go out into the world, he's not sitting there benching like 450 pounds. So I think it's interesting. I think it's going to be a good one. And to be partnered up with any of the vets, if he and Casey start winning or doing well with each other, I think she would start to vouch for him going like, we don't need to get rid of Emmanuel right away. We can, we can pick somebody else, pick somebody else. Uh, we'll keep him around so I can maybe get some wins underneath my belt. And then we can maybe throw him in down the line. Maybe if we need to, or, if I stop not want to win or if I want to get hooked up with a vet or something, because now it looks like anybody can be paired up with anybody after this initial thing, internationals can go with internationals and U S can go with U S and she might feel more comfortable going with a U.S. competitor, not Fessy. It's not yeah. Fessy. <laughs> We've got um, some I agreement here in the chat saying Emmanuel has the bolt to win a final and a very similar bolt to Jordan and maybe like I think he's probably closer to Jordan than Turbo because Turbo is quite stocky, even though he's not the the tallest of guys out there. But I think immediately when I saw him, I thought similar kind of bull to a Jordan. And Jordan's very successful when it comes to the challenge. Sorry, Chantal, I, I interrupted you there. What, well, that's totally say? fine. Um, I like that he's a dancer. And Michelle was talking about him a lot on her um, live yesterday. And it seems like they both make it far enough to be like talking yeah. about each other and like maybe go visit. Like, you know, talking like they, if you just saw each other for two weeks, I don't think that they would have this deep of a relationship or friendship or whatnot. She's like, we're just friends. We're just friends, but they talked about him in a way that it seemed like something built to a certain extent. Yeah. So I feel like both him and Michelle will last a little while. And we'll talk about that in a split second because I do want to get into the Michelle stuff pretty soon. But I do want to make one <laughs> observation. I, I just had a look at my notes and I, I kind of skipped over this. You know when they uh, did the million-dollar prize and they said that there's going to be a million-dollar prize? I really enjoyed how they had the different currencies at the bottom for yeah. each one of the countries to show how much it would be for these countries because it does make the show feel that much more inclusive for people that are watching it from Africa, watching it from somewhere in Europe and things like that. So really nice attention to detail. And I am super impressed by the challenge each season when it comes to the editing and the production value of how they're putting the show together i feel like they're improving for me each season they're just doing something that again you know it's these small little things the small little attention to detail things that i really enjoy and the way that they edit they know exactly how to do it at this point they're so so good at it and i do want to give the production team props for for adding that little bit in there as well now Another thing I wanted to talk about, let's get into the meaty side of it here. You know, we've got three U.S. Survivor players playing this game together. Um, two of them are very good friends outside of the game. Tommy and Michelle, they're good friends. So even though 
there was no alliance. They were never going to turn their backs on each other. Um, and Michaela was going to be the person here that's going to fall. And Tommy is more than willing to throw her under the bus. Um, Michelle says she would never say Michaela's name, but if Michaela's out there and it's between her or Michaela, then she's going to defend herself. Um, and we see both of them working very hard here. Tommy saying to T Big T, he's happy to write her name down to prove there's no survivor alliance. Big T is saddened by this because Big T really wanted to work with um, Michaela. I think like a lot of people, Esther um, and Tasha both said they wanted to work with Michaela. So clearly there were some people there that really wanted to work with her and, and she did make some allies, but it does look like she just played that a little bit too hard. Even that scene in the beginning of the episode where she's sitting down with Renan um, and they're looking at which couples are talking and, and who are together. You can just see she was in game mode day one. So she gets caught out. She's done the list. It was super confusing on the show for the longest period of time. I didn't know if the list was real. Um, I'm glad you explained that that it was actually a thing because she had more than one list because I kind of felt bad for her because it kind of felt like she was being thrown under, under the bus at one point because she was convincing and, and saying that she didn't have a list and it was just to show who we paired together at the end of it here. But we get a bit of a showdown here at Deliberation between Michelle, Tommy and Michaela. Wasn't Chantel, that talk us through deliberation you i've ever i think it was ever that i've ever seen like that i don't know if you guys agree but i was like ah, like my mouth hang over like open and the fact is how like michaela just turns to michelle and just <laughs> calls her out i'm like this is your only ally here and like you're really yeah. just going to just throw her under the bus like that michaela think of anything else try to get like somebody else out of here um but uh she definitely didn't have the votes going in there no matter what. Um, I think that it was pretty much pretty close to unanimous before deliberation even happened. But I was shocked by how explosive that deliberation was. I think with people being used to tribal councils and like, you know, laying their game out there and what's been going on in the week, like that kind of energy is coming to these deliberations. And it was yeah. spicy. I enjoyed it very much. I want to say that I love Michaela's intention because it's something that needed to happen because all the vets were already gathered together and she knew that we need to get the rookies all together. I don't blame her for wanting to play this game hard. I don't blame her for wanting to get the rookies all together. I think her main downfall was entrusting the people that she entrusted to tell about the list, like telling Emmanuel, tell, uh, not Emmanuel, telling uh, Emmy, telling Michelle and Tommy, who ultimately all turned on her. And in the, in the, and I always want to call it live aftermath, but the aftermath post-show, uh, Michaela said going in there, I had the wrong information. I thought Michelle was the one that told everybody about the list. So that's why I went hard at her in the, in the deliberation instead of going after Emmy. I had no idea. Emmy was the one that threw it out there going into that. So I thought that was very interesting. I just think I wish she would have told Kells or the three guys that were out there working out because I know they wouldn't have thrown her under the bus. Uh, Esther or Tatcha who really wanted to work with her, maybe big T only big T, but with who she trusted they played and and this is the thing tommy and michelle played survivor in the challenge in survivor you can throw yeah. your best ally under the bus get them out and guess what that could save me for a couple of weeks look i'm i'm alone i'm a lone wolf that doesn't happen in in total madness Jay was the only survivor and he got thrown in three times in a row. And that's exactly what's going to happen here. You're going to throw your best friend under, under the bus, your ally. Guess what? You just took a number out of off of your side. And then we're going to throw you in the next time we want to throw you in, which will be very, very soon. So I was like, 
kind of disappointed, but I understood where everybody was coming from because Tommy was like, I'll just throw her under the bus to save ourselves. And I'm like, you can't save yourself. It's over. Like, you can't do that. Not in this game. <laughs> the thing is, though, that, like, I totally hear what you're saying, and, and I, I can agree with that, you know, like where she was coming from there. But I think that she should have just tried to stay for one round. Like, just make it not be her for anybody but me for one round so she can see who's loyal, see who's strategic, see who can trade information with. I think she kind of had a miscalculation that everybody was going to be playing the game as hard as she was and didn't realize that they might be playing their own game and might use the yeah. information that she's sharing with them. And so I think that she should have taken a little bit more time to get to know people instead of being like, okay, all the rookies, we're all together. We're in a really tight alliance now and we're going to be playing this game together and let's get at one of these bets. Like, yeah, that's like that's logical for sure. If I was a game player, but if like not, maybe I like the bets more than I like you. Who are you? So I think that she just was a little bit too early with bringing this information to people that she couldn't trust yet. And and another thing, like I felt like she she did as much as she could in in the situation, throwing the target on Michelle, saying Michelle is a previous winner of the show. You know, she's mm -hmm. known for someone that is really good at at backstabbing her way to the top. I thought she made a really really strong case in that sense. The one thing she didn't say, and I don't know if it was because she tried to protect Tommy and she had a good relationship with Tommy, because Tommy kind of comes out of left field and protects Michelle, and I saw that coming because they're so close and and they kind of ganged up on her here. But what I would have done if I was Michaela, I would have said these two are great friends outside of the game like why would you want to get rid of me who's got no one in the game versus these two that are definitely working together they're friends outside of the game they're not going to betray each other it's kind of like a veteran alliance within the newbies because you guys have known each other for a long time these guys have known each other for a long time that's the only thing she didn't do but i do think her back was up against the wall but i was so impressed here by michaela when it came to being down in the um the lair or you know going into what is the arena it's the lair right and 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 doing the challenge here like Renan really struggled you know didn't really have much of a, a go there yeah he was he was he was on his back couldn't get his feet on the ground and you know but Michaela for the longest period of time was like giving Corey Al a go and let's just be honest about this Corey Al is a massive guy right and we know Michelle wasn't going to beat Michaela at, at, at anything like this because you know Michaela is actually physically really athletic that was even in her original survivor seasons it's one of the things that made her a huge threat but she really tried to to nearly beat a guy here and it's really, really just, just purely it comes down to genetics you know if you're a strong female and a strong man doing a competition where it's about strength the guy's always going to win. It's just genetics at the end of the day when it comes down to it. That's why you've got female sports and men's sports in most cases. You don't get men and female going up against each other. This was fair in the sense that it was pairs going up against each other. Mm -hmm. But Michaela did extremely well. That's my point. Like, should she get another opportunity to come back? Because I feel like Michaela is someone that can really deliver in confessionals. She's spicy. She's made a new list. She's got notes of the things that she's done wrong in the future. Do we endorse Michaela getting another shot in the future? And, you know, how spicy would that be to have Michaela come back and have to go up against Michelle again? Because I think Michelle's coming back again if she's making it deep into the show. And I do think that Michelle's going to make it deep into the show because I think she's a smart enough player that when she loses Tommy eventually, because Tommy will go before her, she'll find a way to get herself a lot deeper into this game. 
I definitely think that Michaela is going to be asked back. I believe that she was also in the running to come for World of the Worlds one or two, one of those um, seasons. Um, and I don't know why she didn't actually make it onto the season, but they've been looking at her for a while. And I think that, yeah, she might have made some mistakes for her particular game this episode, but the episode was all about her. She made this, it was named after the list that she made. And so the fact that, you know, it was all centered around her, it, unfortunately she didn't last through it but i think that she made enough of an impact that people would want to give see a redemption arc for her maybe they're going to do a rivals four and she'll come back like be with michelle or something like i don't know but i think that she has huge potential with coming back i would want I what about jay her. what about jay she could come back with jay i think i don't think jay's coming back did he do something that bad? Like, I mean, obviously, I, 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 I don't know. I didn't really think that they were that bad, but people are very sensitive. Oh, really? Okay, I'll, I'll oh, do my research oh, offline my, about that. because I, I Oh, my N-word to, like, a friend of his a few years ago and, and maybe, like, quoting, uh, singing a song with the, that word in it. Um, I, I get it. I think that it should be reprimanded, but um, I think that he, I don't think he'll be back on the show for that reason. Oh, wow. Ooh. I didn't know the backstory about that at all. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that about that either. Um, I'll find it for you. I'll send it to you guys. We've been we've been yes. waiting for so long. If you're Survivor fan and the Challenge fan, you've been waiting so long for Michaela to make her Challenge debut, and she delivered in the only two episodes that she got this season. And I think that it would be a travesty if she wasn't asked to be back on another season or two. And if we do arrivals, I mean, she could be paired up with Michelle, or she could be paired up with Emmy. I mean, why not? Let's let's yeah. pair them up. Guess what? You got the tea spiller and the list holder. Let's put them together and let's see. I want Emmy, go down. I want Emmy, Michaela. That that's the rivalry oh, I want that. to see. That would be a physically demanding duo. Like you, yeah. like no team would want to go up against those two women at at once. Yeah. Like that would be insane. That would, I think that would be like incredible. <laughs> It would be so messy and really good. I, I I'm here to see that. So I hope they bring. I want to see rivals four. Like. I do. I, I hear you, Dan, on this one. So Dan here says that I don't know why, but when Michaela talks, she always sounds like she's gonna cry, and that makes him feel bad for her. I I hear him like because I was feeling bad for Michaela at one point as well. I felt like you know this poor girl's getting beaten up here. She's like the underdog, you know. And and Michaela always finds herself in these situations as well in Survivor and the challenge here early on. You know, she I don't know what it is, but I do want to see her come back and, and have another opportunity. Now, lastly, I do want to talk about the um, decision here for Corey Al and for Michelle at the end where they need to choose their new partners. And Michelle says that she's going to go for maybe a little bit more beauty over um, Braun. <laughs> and she shocks everyone by choosing Devin. And then we get the little flashback to show Devin was the one sort of pointing like, hey, choose me kind of thing here. I think this was... Uh, a brilliant move by Michelle to obviously go for the person who actually wants to work with her opposed to anybody else. Definitely a great move, not staying with Corey. And I was fully convinced that Michelle would infiltrate the veterans when she was going to get an opportunity because she's just too good of a game player not to understand what she needs to do in this situation. What do we think of this Devin-Michelle relationship going forward? And do we think Devin just wanted to one-up to um, Corey and Fessy to say, hey, I was the first guy picked here when there was an opportunity by it? Or do you think he actually wants to work with Michelle? 
I think he actually wants to work with Michelle. He's with Tracy, who he knows Michelle is a winner of Survivor. So she has something. She either has strategy, she had like she some she did something right and she got it twice. She's gotten to the end of the game. And that's a very hard game to get to the end too. So I think he knows that to a certain degree, anyways. Like they've been there's a lot of survivor buzz that was going around with the people in the house. Um, Devin, yeah, he wanted to get rid of Tracy and he wanted to be able to work with somebody that would be willing to strategize with him. He knows that she's from a strategic show, so they can talk strategy together. She's also beautiful. She's very athletic. She just looks like she'd be a good partner. And on her side, like he's perfect because then he can get, she can get in with some of these vets potentially. And she might be able to start working her magic and have an opportunity to like make friends with people. That's her, that's one of her strengths is that she's really great at making relationships. Mm. And so I think that it's a perfect duo. And if she wants, like they get later to the end and she swaps out for um, a CT to go run the final with, like that can happen as well. But I think for the time being, I think it's very smart to be choosing Devin. I think it's going to be a good pairing for both of them. I can see both sides where Devin wants to get Michelle as the partner. Michelle's looking in the crowd, doesn't know who really wants to work with her. And Devin's the only one like putting up his hand, making eye contact. I don't think it's a good decision though, because they're both brainy. They're like uh, Michelle needs somebody with a bigger build. I mean, we heard Esther talking about how she wanted CT or Fessy because she has the brains and now she wants the size to add, like balance out the team. I think it would have worked out maybe better if she would have definitely gotten CT or maybe even Corey. Corey's always talking about wanting a puzzle queen by his side. I mean, I think you go with any of the vets because they're going to be working together. They're going to have the connections. If you're going to go with anybody with a connection, you're going to go with CT. He's going to be good on the rookie side and the vet side. We've seen him be the pops figure. He has the size. He's got the muscle this season. I mean, I think it would have been a no brainer for Michelle to be like, I'm just going to go with CT. But with the new rules, I feel like CT is going to get like mm -hmm. drafted often. Right. So she may get CT for one like um, daily or two. But like as soon as somebody else wins, they can choose anybody and they could easily choose him. So I think it's going to be somebody that she could work with for a long period of time. They can build their, you know, their connection and being able to work together. Devin. Yeah, he's not the greatest physically, but he has won some comp like eliminations. Like he and has he's beaten some really good players and Wes and Johnny Bananas out in the the arena so he's he's been in some big players and he's won some challenges but i i do hear you, hear you drew it's you kind of want your yin to your yang in a in a partnership combination um and well, there's so many more. variables this yeah, season like good. people being stolen is a good you know like you said i think people like fessy or maybe fessy maybe not so much because if people watch last season they don't, wouldn't want to partner with him but you know Corey or your um you know your cts and those guys they're probably going to get stolen devin i don't think is going to get stolen anytime soon and i also think devin is ingratiated <laughs> here with a lot of the other players this year like he's he's actually going to infiltrate and work with big brother this season which is going to be interesting to watch i just want to do one rebuttal with the whole everybody stealing ct if you don't win you're in danger of always being stolen let's just be real but you get him early you get some of the inside secrets he's a champion he's like the really the only guy champion on the on the cast at the moment so it's like you get in there you get into making that good friendship that good bond early in the game to maybe if they do 
be with each other for like two to three missions and then they get stolen it's like okay well we still have that bond there and maybe later on when he gets the opportunity maybe he'll steal her back yeah i I think there's there's different levels of it all to figure it out but i just like when ed came in looking at the thing i just like when ed came in and she was just like oh who else is here? And then she just turned <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to add absolutely no value to her, you know, social game. And yeah, game. so I mean, that makes sense. But I do think it could be funny to watch and entertaining to watch. Like they said, you know, he, he might be a bit of a wild man coming in. Um, I, I don't remember who who said it. There was someone that made an observation that said, you know, he's coming in with his long hair, but you know, underneath that, he's going to be a very well built, strong man that's probably going to give a few people a, a run for their money this season. Um, I also want to touch on Corey L and his decision to go for Tori here, which I think ultimately could be a good thing for for Tori to be moved away from Cal so she can get ahead out of the romance side of things and she's got a partner that she can actually work with here to try and win some challenges. And Corey is someone that, you know, he, we haven't spoken too much about him uh, so far, but I mean, he's come in there and he's, he's he said that he's got, you know, he's got his community on his back, literally like he had the three people on his back when he pulled them off the head podium. And he said that, you know, he, he wants to prove that they belong in the challenge and that would be for um, gay black men to be out there and to 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 do them proud and and I, I think Corey is the potential he's the potential to go very very deep in this game and i think you know love her or hate her tori is well connected and she is pretty decent at challenges so i think this is a really good um partnership for them as well and i think another smart move by um the person here that could select someone and infiltrate that veteran alliance was it tori that was talk was it Cal- um Corey and tori that were talking um in like the pre-show yeah, yeah. So I think that it was kind of like they kind of made a bit of a friendship. And I think that it was smart of him to choose her because they seem to get along. He seems to know the show a lot more than some people do, which is great. Um, She's she's not my favorite, but she's she's a decent partner to have. And so I think that it was somebody that wouldn't be mad at him taking them from like the partner that they're with currently. And I think that they could potentially work very well together so i think it's a good partnership for both of them and yeah i agree getting getting tori's head in the game is probably best for her to do better than she has been in the last few years yeah i agreed i mean tori we've seen get those like moments of like getting real personal with everyone kind of like the leo story that she got in last season's like global activation i can't remember i think it was declassified last uh, last season and then this season she's talking to Corey l about his backstory i think they connected i think he's definitely in the know of the show he's seen seasons he knows the players and she and he knows that she has friends with anisa in the game so if he has tori he's got anisa right there and her partner and also she's in with the podcast so she has all these like inside stuff he's asking her for tips before they were even partnered up so he knew he needed to get a vet he wants to get somebody well integrated in the game and Tori is pretty well integrated into the game. All right, guys, let's get into our draft picks and have a look and see what happened here after week one. Um, we've had a couple of changes. I've had to draft Ed into the, into the team here. He's going to be replacing Nam and my team. As we sort of mentioned preseason, if there's any medivacs or replacements, that person would automatically replace whoever was selected in the team. I'm gutted to lose Nam because I, I really wanted to see Nam play this season but obviously you know i'm going to be shouting for my man ed here moving forward and we've got uh, another um 
sort of two people here that are going to be removed from the equation and Michaela. So Drew, you'll be losing your first person here that will go into the eliminated position. And um, Renan, Chantel from your team would be the other person. Now I know that in the preseason podcast, we said that if someone gets taken out, we'll replace them with the person that's not in, but we can't really do that because there was only one extra person. So you guys are going to lose your extra person here. And then Tracy will remain undrafted. I don't think it makes a difference. I don't think from what we've seen, <laughs> she's going to be going very deep <laughs> this season. I mean, is he really in the game at the moment? Like, <laughs> who's her new real partner? question. Her new partner nah. is Ed? No, oh, Kels. Kels. Yeah. And Kels, decent. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know where she's going to go. So lo looking at our teams here, uh, you know, we, we had our top three in each of our teams here, or top four, if we if we look at our first guy and first female pick even. Um, what do we think the power rankings is for, you know, it's very hard to make any assumptions based off one challenge and of one episode of seeing some politi uh, you know, politi political game going on and socializing. It's really hard to sort of get a power ranking of three here, but sort of interested. Chantel, who do you think are the three people at this stage for you to look out for in the game? Corey's definitely good. Corey L is going to definitely be up there with how he dominated the, um, the layer elimination. Um, yep. mm -hmm. Probably Michelle as well. Like she was there with him. Um, so she might be able to get some, like a bit of a boost there also. Who else was heavily featured? Maybe Emmanuel. Um, he had quite a few confessionals. Um, yeah. I, I feel like we've been following him a little bit. Like even the fact that he has a relationship with Emmy, Emmy's saying that he's really smart. He's really strategic. He's good with his mind. Like I do feel that he's been featured a little bit this episode. So those are my three for now. True. Uh, power rankings. I would have to say that, um, that, that Corey L was definitely the highlight of the, of this episode for sure. Um, so definitely going to put him there. I, I want to say that uh, An Anissa was definitely doing a lot this this episode. She was doing well with her partner. They got first in the challenge. She was interrogating people. She was uh, looking through bags that wasn't hers, which I'm not a fan of. But I think that she definitely got the build this this first uh, this first episode out and. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot going on. If we're top. just doing the top three of this of this episode, episode. Yeah. I would say I would definitely say uh, Nelson definitely got a good good bit this episode as well. He uh, got all of that anger out at Fessy. He was uh, <laughs> lip smacking with Ashley. So I mean, he's gotten his hand in a couple of cookie jars here this episode. So I mean, it's not just one. And I'm happy that he got Priscilla. So that's up on my list. We didn't talk about the Michelle um, confessional where she gets put into the lair where she says, I've got two things for you, and she flips the bird. <laughs> I just think Michelle's been absolutely brilliant so far in this season. I'm a massive Michelle fan um, in any case. I was before coming into this show, so I'm a little bit biased here, but Michelle is somewhere in my top three. Like I don't know one, two, and three, so I'll just mention three people. I think Michelle's had a very strong premiere um, when mm -hmm. it comes to the challenge, and I think she's going to be um, someone that her social and political game is going to carry her deep um, into the show. I don't know if she'll ever really win it because she's not really that physical, but you know, I, I'm here for her being on the show and I think she's going to bring a lot of additional flavor to this season. Um, Coriel, I've been super impressed by him. Like, I mean, I knew nothing about him. I knew he came from a dating show, didn't understand what his physical capabilities would be. He looks very smart. He looks strategic, getting around some of those young guys, trying to form a new bit of an alliance there that will work together, uh, proven himself 
and the challenges, he's not going to go down when he's in the lair. He's not going to go down without a fight. So that's been pretty, pretty good to see. And then another person that we haven't mentioned here, and I agree with everyone that you guys have sort of mentioned as well. For some other reason, I also think Priscilla did really well in that first challenge. She was someone that was in the top two girls. I think she was first of the girls that got there to pick their partners. Um, and, you know, she's someone that throughout the episode had some really good confessionals as well. So I just feel like she's a potential dark horse in this game as well. Um, even though a lot of the edit wasn't around her, I feel like she could be a bit of a threat and she might not be seen as a threat in the game. So going a little bit left field here, I like to do that so we can talk about a few more people. What did you guys think about Priscilla in this episode? I don't remember her in this episode, really. I feel like I only remember her in the limousine or like the cars coming in the first, like the pre-episode. Um, I don't remember her right now. She was, I, she was partnered with Nelson, right, at the end? Yes, she was. Yep. I, I Going off of the global activation and this episode, I just love the vibe that she's giving off. And then she's coming mm. in. I did like how she kind of like called out when she was talking to Emmanuel and Emmy in the car ride. She was like, these people are coming from Survivor. That's impressive. I'm coming from Love Island where we just kind of like sit in the sun and talk all day. But she's <laughs> like, I come in here and I want to get my hands dirty. I want to compete. And she's like talking to Kels who was like talking about ripping people's heads off. I feel like they're getting into the game. And I just feel like I'm getting that, like that sensation every time she's on the screen or in the confessional that I'm yeah. like, she could definitely be a regular that I would love to see yeah. come back over and over again. She's going to get those like she could be like the big T where she's going to get the social gathering as more time she comes on to the, do the show. And then once she has all those numbers and she has that political and social game going, there's no going to be stopping her. So I, I want to see her keep on coming back because she just gives me that vibe in the in the show. And I just want to see her more and more. I loved her on her Love Island season. So I, I, I might be a little biased. It's good that I'm the one that nominated her then because I've not seen any of the Love Island seasons, but I, I agree with you on everything that you've said. I think she's going to be um, a little bit of an under the radar um, potential threat to go pretty deep in this game. And like I said, she was, she was, she showed she can do good in the challenges. She was, I think she was the first girl. She just missed Corey, ran past him. And that's why Corey ended up, ended up getting stolen. So, you know, we'll have to see what happens throughout the rest of the season. So guys, it's been great talking about the first episode here for the challenge. 37 this is going to be a great season i can already tell i'm really excited about it love the spy music as well you know, <laughs> that went on throughout the whole show um so many good things that we could have talked about here but you know overall very very excited we'll be back next week to talk about episode two which is going to be great um as well and you know going around the table here chantelle um what do you have coming up i see you've got your channel reality realness in your yes. name tag there as well what do you have coming up over the next I mean, week i have a ton of things coming up but i can't believe <laughs> about today about Devin presenting the birthday cake to Michelle oh, yes. and to Logan. Um, I just wanted to put that out there like because it was it made me laugh. It was super funny. He's wearing sock being stuff. thrown in Michelle's face. <laughs> Maybe that was the sex appeal that she that made her really want to pick Devin as her partner. Like I can get all that. Like give me that slice. Esther's, Esther's reaction to what the hell is this like and she can't even put it into words it's brilliant exactly so I just wanted to make sure that we got his moment there yeah. because I did appreciate his uh, cake presentation um, so yeah Reality Realness we're wrapping up with Love Island USA so tomorrow and 
Monday will be the last two episodes um, that we're going to be doing recapping the season. And then Bachelor in Paradise is starting on Monday. So we'll be doing a little bit of that. Obviously, Wednesday after the episode, me and my two friends will be talking about the challenge. And then Saturdays with Sarah from Nerdtainment, we talk about Survivor South Africa on her channel. So I'm around. I'm probably doing some. Oh, and Big Brother every day after the episode. <laughs> I'm probably doing more. I, just, I don't remember. What day is it today? I should be asking, what don't you cover, Chantal? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on Rob's podcast on uh, Wednesday doing the live feed updates, you know. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Drew, <laughs> oh, what yeah. do you have coming up? I know you've been pretty busy with um, your content for the challenge. Yeah, I've, I actually looked at my Instagram and looked at all the thumbnails I've done, and I've just done so much covering this season alone that I haven't really done anything else on, like, other seasons. But that's coming up very soon. Um Right now, I'm just covering the challenge. I'm doing a lot for that. Um, so I just did uh, the Global Activation Review and Recap, and then also this first episode's Review and Recap and Tiny Table Talk. And I'm going to be doing that again next week um, on Angel Cake Entertainment. And then I'll be coming out with new videos on older seasons of the challenge. I can't wait to get into those and uh, and just start commentating and critiquing old seasons because that's what I love to do. And I think that's awesome. why that's I'm important. loving this season so much is that it has the energy of an old season. It could mm, be the yeah. put them in this nice mansion and everybody's looking gorgeous and bikinis and drinks. And like, so it's like everybody's having a good time, but it's like everything under the surface is like bubbling. <laughs> like, that's the, the frenetic energy that we love about the challenge. And I feel like they brought that back this season. So that's why I'm really looking forward to it. It has like an old school energy. Fingers yes, crossed please. that it remains as long as possible. Um, yes, yeah, so lastly, I am covering Survivor South Africa on the channel, so I will be back live in the next 40 minutes to talk about the latest episode <laughs> of Survivor South Africa, Community Island, um, and we'll have our exit interview available tomorrow as well. And okay. then keep an eye out for Wednesday. Um, I won't say who it was. Um, keep an eye out for Wednesday, where we will be doing our coverage of the next week of Australian Survivor as well. I'm starting to lose track. I think it's the fifth week that we're going into there and we're doing three episodes at a time so it's a lot of fun there's a lot of content dropping at the moment um so if you want to follow us again or listen to the next uh episode recap here on reality pop for the challenge and with the challenge insiders we will be back live next friday evening 8 p.m eastern standard time and that's going to be our normal regular time slot that we'll be coming live to you guys every week and we'll be looking forward to having all you guys in the live chat again thank you for everybody that was in the live chat commenting throughout we couldn't get to all of the comments but we really appreciate you guys and we'll see you next week. Bye.